Music distracted me this viewing. What does that mean? It's just a little on the nose. I should have prepared a clip for you, but it was like, like the beats, like the rhythm of it. Where no, it was no. just just the. It's just uh, I wrote down douchey music. <laughs> What's that mean? It's like the you know I don't know the people that wear Affliction and Ed Hardy T-shirts. Like this is the <laughs> shit they'd be listening to. Is they're like hitting a heavy bag or something? Hey, thinking yeah. they're gonna be a boxer. I don't know. It's it's just shit music. Um, <laughs> just listen to this orchestral masterpiece. Um, of. Of, of douche. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 45. This episode, we'll be discussing John Wick. The first of the John Wick series as we lead up to the release of the new John Wick. John, John Whip. <laughs> cool Whip. Uh, John cool Whip, whip. <laughs> Chapter 4, The Pying. <laughs> uh, John Wick, Chapter 4. Um, but first, don't forget to visit our website, castnoname.com. You comment on episodes and you list all of our past episodes. Um, so the first, this is the second time I've seen this. Ever? Yes. Really? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. So I watched it. Um, I had a couple friends. Uh, one friend in particular who had been on Puff, who had been on this sure. show, uh, he was really into him and just never got around to it. And I think I watched it right when the third one was kind of streaming. All right. And so Christy and I, we just kind of went through all the John Wick movies. Um, and at that point, you hadn't seen anything I at think all. we went through them. So yeah, I hadn't seen any of them. We saw the first one together. I don't think she saw the second or th- I think she saw the third one. All right. Maybe. I Hmm. don't know. Definitely wasn't with another woman. It was either by myself or with another dude, <laughs> as one does. Hopefully it was with another dude. <laughs> it definitely was. <laughs> Odds are it was it was another dude. Um, but yeah, this so this was the second time uh, I saw it. Cool. Um, and yeah. And by the way, we're talking about this because we're leading up to chapter four that is coming out here in... Shortly. Shortly. Three yes. weeks? Four weeks, something, something like that. Yeah, months soon. from now. Yeah, it's coming out soon. It's the only r- movie I'm kind of looking forward to that's actually coming out in the theaters. Yeah, uh, which is sad in and of itself, but I mean, not really. Donnie Yen's in it, so it's a win-win well, for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's sad that this is the first movie, and we're well into yeah it's, what, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I really care about at this point. Yep. Um, but why is that? Why am I excited to see the fourth movie in this? In this franchise, Jay. Why? Because you have a man crush on Keanu Reeves. Well, besides that, okay, who doesn't? Uh, the man just doesn't age. I don't he, know what it is, but he is graceful. Um, why are you excited? Uh, because I think it's one of those rare movies, the first one, and I, I think each one has gotten better in terms of the action. Just the action set pieces themselves. The story, you know, paper thin, but mm-hmm. whatever. I can get past it because it's a revenge story, right? It, yeah. And but the the first one. I I I don't want to sound high high you know be accused of hyperbole, but I I think it redefined or reset action movies and how they should be filmed from that point forward. I can agree with that. Yeah. The um, I actually made a note in here to where this is the first movie I think since other than like the raid, yes, and the, and, uh, the raid part two, to where up until this point for the. About 15 years prior, so from the time you had the Born Identity mm-hmm. all the way through to this. So Born Identity was, what, 2002? Mm-hmm. Um, you started having the shaky cam 
crap. Right. For uh, which people realized, oh, that that feels intense. Which used sparingly is fine, but people started using it because they figured out, oh, we can just cover up shitty choreography. Right. To where oh, we don't have time to actually train our actors on how to fight and choreograph yep. uh, something that's fantastic. Great. Put the camera in there super fucking close, do 15 edits, and shake the shit out of the camera. That way you don't know what's going on, and we can just say, ooh, yeah, it's it's action. But because, it felt intense. Yeah, it felt intense. Yeah. Even though no one knows what the hell's going on. Right, yeah. um, so you had that, and then Raid, uh, I feel like, came. I'm sure there's other movies that may have done it, but Raid was kind of the first on people's radar as far as um, getting back to the action to where the camera will linger. Mm-hmm. And... Um, John Wick, I think, was the first American film that kind of reintroduced audiences to, oh, here's some well-choreographed things. Because yes. before that, uh, coincidentally, it was The Matrix. That was probably the better, which came out in 99. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Isn't, well, it, isn't it funny that Keanu is in two movies that kind of reestablished how action films should be shot? Not really, because the director... And an uncredited director of this. So the director of this was um, Keanu Reeves' stunt yep. double. And Chad Stilhinsky, yeah. Yeah, in uh, The Matrix. And so they were, and I believe he was a stunt coordinator. Stunt coordinator too, yes. Uh, for The Matrix. So, um, which this movie probably came about of the stunt coordinator thinking of awesome choreographed yes. shit and trying to write a movie around the yeah. action scenes, which is what it feels like because the story is paper thin. It, yeah. it doesn't need to be doesn't overdeveloped. Need to be. It's just a simple revenge story. Um, but I do think, yeah, this is definitely the first one to where it kind of went back to let the camera stay. We don't have to have 15 cuts within three seconds. Yep. Um, and there were some nice camera movements um, in this movie. Great choreography. Um, even though some of it I noticed at least this time watching does kind of get repetitive a little bit mm-hmm. um, just because it's Keanu Reeves like throwing people over his shoulder and then shooting them three times in the face, which right. doesn't get old, yeah. but it does get repetitive at times. It does but, get repetitive, yeah. Um, but it works. So Yeah. I was going to ask you about the, like the evolution of action in movies. Uh, obviously, in the 80s, you had the one-man army stuff with big explosions and... Big muscles. And not not really any CGI at that point. Big muscles, just close-ups of, you know, guys, you know, you know, Yeah, like, getting, like, high fives and flexing yeah, and just, getting, like, getting, getting super pumped. <laughs> and then uh, Jurassic Park came along and, and tore that to shreds with CGI. And then The Matrix comes along, and then everything's slow-mo, and everything's wire choreography. Everyone's flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bourne was kind of the anomaly and all that, where they didn't really have all that CGI and, and wire fighting shit. Uh, but like you said, the shaky cam was predominantly in that entire movie. So before John Wick came along, like action movies at that point were kind of just stale and stagnant. Mm-hmm. I felt like they weren't really... Because when I saw John Wick, I was expecting it to be... Me and Nicole just went... Uh, this is when we were living in Hawaii. We just went to waste time. I was mm-hmm. like, let's go see this movie. I, I don't know anything about it, whatever. And I was pleasantly surprised... Because I just had hadn't seen anything like that up to that point with the gunplay reloading, you know, lingering on a shot of a guy reloading a gun. You would think that oh, that's really boring, but it's actually it kind of builds up the tension a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. is he going to reload in time? Yeah, like, especially when the guy's yes. like a foot and a half away from right. him against a wall. And- yeah, it's it's cool. You mm-hmm. never seen anything like that before. 
Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to my question. What do you, do you think that's how actions progress? And do you think like this with chapter four here, is this going to, are we getting to the point now where it's stagnant and we're getting to that point where we need another reinvention of the genre? Cause it has been what, nine years now since the first one came out since this one did. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll be a reinvention, but it'll just be showing us something that we haven't seen before. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah, like you said, in the eighties, you had the big explosions and if people did hand to hand, they were just fist fighting. Um, Kung Fu yeah. style fighting really wasn't that big until, I mean, you get a little into the karate stuff in the late 80s, um, and but it really hones it, I think, in the, I mean, around the Matrix, because so, you had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you had some of the wires that you had, um, John Woo coming through, mm-hmm. uh, making movies in America in the 90s. Michael so you, Bay. Yeah, yeah, you had a little bit of that to where... Um, people got a lot, the action, I say, got more flexible into the 90s because you're not going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger do, like, be as big as he is, do flexible hand-to-hand. Right, right. And that's not what he's for. He's yeah. for throwing heavy punches, yeah. throwing people out windows. Flexing. And flexing and yeah, shooting cigars. big guns. Yeah. Um, which is, it's, it's fine. fine. Great. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the action, even in the 90s, because when you start because Bruce Willis, I think it shifted with Bruce Willis because you had the big muscles, big guns. Then you had Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Then yep. it kind of shifted to the everyday man or smaller people um, doing incredible things. So you had the Die Hard run. You have Speed. You have Harrison um, Ford as Jack Ryan. Yeah. yeah, Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan, um, to where you have a different kind of action to where you still have the explosions and the set pieces, but the suspense is just from the events happening on screen. Um and then it wasn't until about the Matrix, Crouching Tiger, then you start getting into the hand-to-hand and people start enjoying that. You have Kill Bill in the 2000s. You get a lot of... Lot Where more, choreography yeah, is chore- the front piece. Yeah, choreography yeah. is the front piece because you're getting... we were, You started importing all of those um, people that did that over mm-hmm. in China. And Yeah, we got to cor- give Jackie Chan credit. Yeah. The Rumble in the Bronx and Police Story, all that came out. Yeah, you get all these stunt coordinators and people that just did that like that was their only thing mm-hmm. is the fight choreography to where in the 90s if we did it was like sword play maybe um yeah. but i mean even star wars you got ray park coming in that was yeah. doing the lightsaber stuff and which has some of the best fight choreography and it just almost turns into dancing at that point yeah but, that is a really great fight by the way yeah that's probably the best part of that movie and then uh but yeah then you have the 2000s the hand-to-hand um, and then it just got shaky cam because you got to turn that shit out. We can't be spending six weeks, eight weeks, um, training these people because I, I don't know how long it was for the matrix, but it was a long, mm-hmm. it was a long time. Yeah. And to train those, uh, actors to be able to get them in shape to do that. Um, you had a little bit of that, like with the Kingsman, um, yep. Colin Firth, you had some long-term training there. So you had some directors here and there kind of putting yeah. in some decent action, but or if you had a budget like James Bond and Casino Royale, yeah, yeah, where you would spend the money to do that. Um, but yeah, and then you have more, you have where we're at. So, um, I don't know if it'll be because because I thought part three, uh, even though we're talking about the I, first I, one, I, I think they've gotten better as well. I yes, um, I agree, especially watching this one for the second time to where I was like. Ah. Yeah. That made me look forward to the third one. Right, right. Um, So the fourth one, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, to see how they mm-hmm. do. Um, I mean, the trailer's a little underwhelming. 
I have to admit, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe when I get there, it's... I, I hope they did that on purpose yeah. because I feel like with this, they don't, people who already like John Wick are going to go see this. Movie, sure. And they could probably just have a dialogue <clears throat> scene. Yeah. With no action or anything. And so I'm hoping that they're just kind of holding back the cool stuff. Um, but when you have Donnie Yen, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I love, I love him. Yeah, because and then the third one, they had the guys from Raid. Um, yeah, yeah, in that one, uh, which I was kind of let down by that. Um, oh it, yeah, it had a it had a notable fight scene towards the end for it, but um, well, we can talk about that later. But yeah, um, but no. Well, yeah. let's. So for people that haven't seen John Wick, Jay, how what in a nutshell is this movie about? <laughs> a uh, depressed man on the edge. Yeah. Um, he gets mugged in the middle of the night. So his wife mm-hmm. dies, gives him a dog to look after. And so he watches the dog and, uh, these Russian, uh, thugs, uh, come by his house to steal his car. And, in a uh, turn of events, they end up killing his dog. He, yes. He wakes up. And he decides he wants to take revenge. However, unbeknownst to the Russian thugs, uh, Keanu Reeves plays a character named John Wick, who is a retired assassin, who retired because he fell in love with a woman, married her, and all this happens within a week of his wife dying. So, yes, he's going to kill everybody. Spoiler alert. (laughs) He was able to retire because he completed an impossible task. Yes. The Russians... Is it the Russians? Ukrainians? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's the Russians. The Russians. I think okay. I think so. Well, well the yeah. people that kill the dog and uh, invade John Wick's home, the son, his dad, is the Russian mob boss yeah. whom employed John Wick previously. Mm-hmm. He gave John an impossible task, expecting him to die, and he, he, uh, he finished it, and he was allowed to leave. They never really tell you yeah. what that impossible task was, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Had they even said what his task was up to this point through three movies? I don't think so. I think, I think it's, so well, I, they referenced it. So what he said, he's like, I gave him an impossible task and he, he was able, not only was he able to create that task, I am at where I'm at today because, because of, it. of it. That's right. So I'm guessing he probably just took down a gang, like right. the other the leader. mob and just took, maybe took, took them out, all out. Yeah. Took out the competition. There you go. Um, but yeah, so the the official synopsis or not synopsis, but um, summary is an ex hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took his car, which is great. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it sounds like a Steven Seagal movie it from like stupid, the early yeah. ni- early nineties. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, so simple revenge movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and that that's it. Um, Directed by Chad Stahelski and uh, written by Derek Colstead. Yes. But stars Keanu Reeves as John Wick, um, Alfie Allen. Uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, Theon Greyjoy. And then Michael Nickvist. Nick Nickvist. Nick Nickvist. Uh, who is in the Swedish version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. He plays Blum. Yeah, Blum- Blumquist. Blumquist. Yes. Blumquist. Uh, which are fantastic. Very good. Yeah. Kills way better, Dave, way better than David Fincher's. Yeah, it's it's really like good. I mean, it's just one of those. It didn't need to be remade. Just release right. those versions. Yeah, Numi Rapace is really good in it. Yeah, Naomi Rapeface. 
<laughs> I believe is how you pronounce her name. Yes, um, that's that's the Oxford <laughs> dictionary. That's how you enunciate. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe. Yep, Willem Dafoe. Uh, also the uh, Allstate guy. Yeah, Allstate guy. The uh, was it? Uh, oh God, what we we run into mayhem, mayhem like me. May, mayhem guy. Yeah. Uh, from Allstate, and then you have Adrienne Pilecki, which every time I see her in a movie, I'm like, what the fuck else was she in? Like, she see, she looks and sounds like I should know her, but yeah. every time I look at her summary of stuff, I'm like, nah, I never watched that. Yeah. Never watched that either. No. Nope. Never watched that. She was married to Tom Brady. Sports, Jay. Oh. So Tom Brady was married to Bridget Moynihan, left Bridget Moynihan to marry Giselle Bündchen while, whilst Bridget was pregnant. So Tom Brady's a great guy, great American. <laughs> so where, where did Adrian Pilecki come in then? She didn't. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Adrian. Oh, it was married. No, Bridget Moynihan. Oh, oh, Moynihan. Okay. Yeah. The girl that you said you recognized her, but oh, are you no, talking about Adrian Pilecki? Adrian Pilecki. So, so I'm, Ms. Just, Perkins. I'm just, I'm just yeah. all fucked up. All oh, right. no, you're all right. So, so Moynihan. Okay. Well, I'm glad I know uh, uh, Brady's exploits. Well, now you do. Yeah, uh, John Locazamo, uh and yeah. Ian McShane, which oh, he's fan of him ever since Deadwood. He's the and, man. Uh, but and then Lance Reddick, yeah, who I think uh, he plays the hotel manager. He's one of my. Fa- he's just I like cool, silent, yeah, quiet, reserved characters. Constantly like thinking. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, but I mean, yeah, we have a lot of people. Um. And it's, it's just. Yeah, good solid movie. So if you haven't seen it, obviously go watch it. Yes. Uh, but if you're listening to this, more than likely you've already seen it. So yep. before we dive in, let's take a little sidestep. Sure. Um, I'm going to rattle off some movies. Okay. And I want you to tell me what they have in common. <clears throat> John Wick. Much Ado About Nothing. Point Break. Dracula. Constantine. Uh, Speed. Johnny Mnemonic. And the video game Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, mm. and Generation Um. I mean, those all have Keanu Reeves in it. Uh, yes. That, that's the <laughs> obvious one. Yes. Uh, what is Keanu Reeves doing in these movies? Uh, you got me. I got you. So, uh, they're all movies where he plays a character named John. So really, you, yeah, because you have uh, Point Break. He plays Johnny Utah. Um, <laughs> Much Ado About Nothing, which is a Shakespeare yes movie based on Shakespeare. Uh, he plays a character named Don John, and <laughs> in Dracula he plays Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Harker. Yeah. And then you have Constantine. He plays John, John Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. You have Generation Um. He just plays John, and you have Johnny Mnemonic. He plays. <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny, yeah. And then in the video game Cyberpunk 2077, he voices a character named Johnny uh, Silverha- Silverhead, Silverhand. And, but Speed, his name is Jack Traven, which you may say, well, that's not John. Yes. However, Jack is a nickname for someone named Jonathan. Is it really? Yep. It, it's an it's <clears throat> a Irish nickname. So I didn't know that. Yeah. it's. I think it comes from the Gaelic... Uh, pronunciation of John. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i passed out <laughs> wake up uh. <laughs> no that's jesus so, so did you know that or did no but i know he played a lot of characters named john okay um 
and I don't know if it's just because he's good at playing like a very and nothing gets Keanu Reeves. He's good at playing a bland character. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is great for these kinds of movies because the audience can ease. Like he's perfect for Neo. Yes. He's just blank slate. Audience could easily visualize themselves as yes. his character. Yeah. Um, and but I I was just always been aware that he always plays John. And whenever I think when the movie first came out, John Wick, I was like, yeah, of course. It's of like course the, it's John the Wick. third or the second movie. He his character's name is in the title. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Well, just, even the name itself is kind of bland, so yeah. you could project your name, mm-hmm. I guess, on it. But yeah, I mean, that's why Keanu is perfect for this role, because he's not even like really that buff or ripped or anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, your average dad bod, I guess. Just wearing suits. Just wearing suits, looking slick. Mm-hmm. He's got a full head of hair, the bastard. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, so when I first saw this, my first impressions were... Uh, just how well the choreography was with the gunplay. It's the first movie I can remember where they're actually holding a gun appropriately. Uh, the physics are right with the gun, the reloading. Um, there's no unlimited ammo, which I cu- I couldn't believe that that's not like except for like a war movie, you know, where like a machine gun runs out of bullets or something. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I can't think of a movie where the actual physics of gunfight were more accurate than this which is weird yeah that it had to come from a and it's nice ridiculous because, plot like this because you touched on it earlier that it also adds to the suspense too yeah especially oh yeah. some when he when he is reloading and um stuff like that the camera just sits lingers yeah doesn't skip over it it's yep now this is the thing the character has to deal with yeah and so david latish mm-hmm. is an uncredited director because because Chad Stolhinsky, I don't know, I, I didn't get too too deep into the bonus features for this movie, but you know Chad has a giant filmography of being a stunt coordinator, but no credit yet for like directing a movie. So I don't know how much influence David Latish had on any of this, but yeah, so- I, I would think that maybe Chad, you know, choreographed the scenes and then. David kind of gave him like, okay, this is where the angle should be, and this is where like the camera should be, and the lighting, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then, I don't so, know. So, and I think they were, um, I want to say they were partners. Yeah, because mm. they both worked on uh, the Matrix movies. Um, at least uh, Matrix Reloaded and uh, Revolutions. Um, but. Yeah, Latish did. I mean, he's done the Bourne movies. He's done um, a lot of stunt coordination. So they they probably have worked together. Previously. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Latish was a stunt coordinator. Yeah. There so, um, but yeah. So I mean, they have a, they've worked on a lot of similar movies in the past. Um, but he has pre, David Latish has definitely directed more recent. Like he did, oh yeah he did Bullet Train. He did Deadpool two. Um, Atomic Blonde, so he does a lot of those hyper... Well, you watched Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, right? I absolutely did not. (laughs) Uh, I... I, I didn't know it was Fast and Furious Presents, like it was National Lampoons or American Pie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, so, but yeah, uh, so I think that's probably where they knew each other. They're, they're probably just in the same, I mean, they're in the same field they're aware in. Yeah. Um, probably just kind of helped out and he might have been a stunt court like I, i'm guessing he was he's listed as uncredited director but he was probably on set 
I would assume right. helping with the stunt mm-hmm. stuff to where he was probably throwing out camera angles and stuff yep. like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of action, this is a movie for you. Uh, for dialogue and story, it's pretty paper thin. Uh, here, I'm gonna give a clip of probably my favorite scene because it, the way that they executed it just wasn't what I was expecting when I first saw it. Here we go. <clears throat> Really speaking. I heard you struck my son. Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, may I ask why? Yeah, well, because he stole John Wick's car, sir, and uh, killed his dog. Oh. <laughs> I mean. One thing I'll give it credit for, they do a good job of building up the mythos of John Wick in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what that, I mean, that's that's entirely yeah. what that scene is for. Right. Um, it's just weird. Yeah. It, it's like they're trying to make you laugh, but they want to give the impression that this guy's an unstoppable badass. Mm-hmm. It's just, that could have fallen flat, but it didn't. Yeah. The, yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of scenes like that. The, to where, yeah, just building up his mm-hmm. character. Um and it, yeah, the dialogue isn't the strongest part. Definitely which, not. Um, which that that's okay. Um, Doesn't need to be. No. Um, but I think the some of the strongest acting I think probably came from Michael Nick Vist. Nick Vist. Nick Vist. <laughs> and Willem Dafoe is always good. Yeah. Um, and you have Ian McShane and he's hamming it up pretty. Lance good. Reddick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's good. John Leguizamo isn't. I mean, he was only in it at the very beginning, and yeah. Um, but Dean Winters has quite a bit of which. Every time I saw him, I was just distracted by the Allstate guy. Yeah, and I yeah, feel no. bad just because, like, he's he's a good actor. It's just mm-hmm. don't put him in a suit and don't rough up his hair. Don't make him look like he walked out of the Allstate yeah, commercial. Yeah. And I was waiting for him to just like wreck a car and have him come walk. And I was like, yeah. Protect yourself from mayhem like me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But he he was just, yeah, he was distracting. But yeah, the dialogue's not the strong suit, but I, I do like that scene. I, I, w- I feel like it could have been played a little bit better. Like you said, it, it, it's bordering, bordering on humor, and I don't think that was intentional. Yeah. Um, because it, do- it definitely doesn't give like the, the oh shit, badass moment kind of a thing. Um, do you think he should have said, Oh, maybe if he just like, if the camera panned in on him a little bit uh, to give him like a, like a look of worry, like, and then he just hung up for whatever reason. I mean, something like that, like just him, like think just running through in his head, everything that could possibly be happening in the near future because of this happening. And then him just saying, Oh yeah. And then just cut away. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. But other than that, what do you think of uh, Keanu's performance outside of the funny. action scenes? It's Keanu being Keanu. <laughs> um, he's he's doing what he should be doing. It's just yeah. playing a blank slate. Um, there's, I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of acting scenes to do yeah. in this movie. Um, but do you even we, need it? No, no, and because I, I, one of my favorite spoiler alert, uh, one of my favorite things is when he corners, uh, 
Losov Tarasov, uh, Alfie Allen's character, um, he finds out the finds the safe house. He's approaching him, and then I think he's like winged. He's like injured or something, leaning against a car, and John Wick is just kind of walking, and he's like, "I can't believe you're doing this all because of a," fight. and then just shoots him. Yeah. And it wasn't, didn't build it up. Yeah, they didn't build it up. He didn't. He didn't monologue yeah, or like like yeah. explain his reasoning because it, it doesn't need that. Um, right. I like when movies just end it. Um, yeah. Or just in the main. It's different. Yeah. Taken taken did the, the same thing yeah. to where uh, once Liam Neeson was spoilers for Taken. Uh, once Liam Neeson tracks down his daughter, he sees her. She's being held hostage by some cheek guy. And he's like, we can go, and he doesn't even finish the sentence. Yep. He gets shot in the head. Yep. And um, yeah, I like when they just abruptly end things like that instead yep. of drawing it out, monologuing, explaining reasonings why to where you don't need to. You can, but having said that, he does do a good job portraying his depression mm-hmm. that he has um, in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and because the movie opens up him kind of stumbling out of the car which watching again i'm like wait so did he just get out of the car to look at the video on his phone only to get back into his car after because he gets out of his car at the very beginning mm-hmm. and plays the video on his phone it's uh him shooting a video of his wife and him on the beach and uh the video says oh what are you doing john and then it kind of cuts earlier to him burying his wife yeah. and all that um and then at the end of the movie, it's he's outside of the SUV again, and then he, I think he gets back in the SUV and. Listen, you're making too much sense. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so you, you wreck the SUV, get out, watch the video, sit in the rain for a little bit, then get back in. Hey, we gotta set the mood. <laughs> we gotta set the tone. You're right. Oh no! Then then he breaks into a uh, animal hospital and. Uh, yeah, patches himself up and yeah. staples, you know, like like a real man does. Yep. Yeah, I've done that numerous times. Well, God, there's just animal hospitals at the right time, aren't there? In aren't movies, there? yeah, just all the time. But he he's pretty monotone throughout the movie. I'm gonna play a clip here where he's not monotone. I think this is the most expressive he is in terms of dialogue mm-hmm. in the entire series thus far. Took that from me. Stole that from me. Killed that from me. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your son, or you can die screaming alongside him. And that's it. Yeah. Everything else is kind of just monotone. Doesn't really raise his voice. Doesn't Mm -hmm. really lower his voice. It's kind of the same, which is fine. Yeah. Well, you can't say a whole lot when you're shooting everybody in That's the right. face. We, we're not here. We're not here for a fucking William Shakespeare monologue. We're here to watch some bolts fly, baby. Um, yeah. I would. Uh, music distracted me this viewing. What does that mean? It's just a little on the nose. I should have prepared a clip for you, but it was like, like the beats, like the rhythm of it. Where no, it was no? just just the. It's just uh, I wrote down douchey music. <laughs> What's that mean? It's like the, you know, I don't know, the people that wear Affliction and Ed Hardy t-shirts, like this is the <laughs> shit they'd be listening to is they're like hitting a heavy bag or something, thinking yeah. they're going to be a boxer. I don't know. It's, it's just shit music. Um, <laughs> but they played the song a couple of times. I think once in the club and then once, uh, let's see if we can find it. 
This might be it. Yeah, killing strangers. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is it? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. So, all right, so yeah, there's they they played a couple times. I think they play it once at the club, or maybe when he fir- when John Wick start, first starts going off, and then they play it again when Willem Dafoe is um, they, he, he's kind of being tortured for information, or yeah. he's being punished for not killing John Wick, and he's they got him in his house, and he kind of does his last stand. But just listen to this orchestral masterpiece um, of 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 douche. <laughs> Wait till the lyrics. Yeah. We don't need How long did it take him to write the lyrics for this? <laughs> Wait for the hook. We're killing strangers. We're killing strangers. We're killing strangers so we don't kill the ones that we love. So so, so dumb. And <coughs> we're killing strangers so we don't kill the ones that we love. Yeah, Jay. it's very deep. And. <laughs> I'm sure it was written in about five minutes and people tried really, really hard on this song and that's adorable. Um, but it, it sounds like something that would be playing in a strip club. Like it plays in a strip club or it plays in like a crappy bar and someone puts it on because they're just feeling down about their day <laughs> and they just need to be morose a little bit as they they drink and yeah. just be sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it just sucks. Put, they, they, so you know, hard. they hit the heavy bag with their affliction. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, they, they, they put on their affliction shirt and they put on so, their uh, Dakar Noir yeah. uh, cologne, and uh, yeah, or their brute, and <laughs> throw on their Axe body spray. Oh, um, they still make Axe? I think so. I don't know. Ooh, it's bringing yes. back childhood memories, baby. They have to. It's a billion dollar corporation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. That is a little on the nose. Yeah. I'll give that to you. It's like, yeah. we, we need a hard-hitting rock song. What, what's the movie about? Shooting people in the face. Does he know him? No. Great. Killing Strangers. Coming out this fall. It's a hit. <laughs> and, and the guy sounds like he's trying to be like Bush or... Mm-hmm. Um, What's well, Marilyn Manson? Oh, is it? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's what he sounds like. Oh. He's not exactly like, you know... I did not know that was Marilyn Manson. He's not a. I just thought it was a second-rate Bush. <laughs> no, I, I didn't Marilyn care Manson. enough to. <laughs> well, that I didn't care enough it. to see who wrote it or who so, performed it. I want to add something else. Not only are they wearing Affliction T-shirts, this is also listened to by Gothic uh, eighth yeah. graders that think they've had a hard life as they grow up in a well, white suburban neighborhood. Now they're our age, Jay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I heard Marilyn Manson, I was <clears throat> in eighth grade. <laughs> I, exactly. It's been a while. But yeah, the music kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> hopefully it gets better. Well, Jay, there's not synth in it, so yeah. Yeah. 
Well, there should be synth. There in should it. be synth. If it doesn't have synth, Jay's just not into it. That's right. Get yeah. Tangerine Dream in here. Yes, they'll they'll fix it up. Yeah, but I agree with you. It is a little on the nose, mm-hmm. but uh, um, I guess that's what they were going for. Yeah, and maybe they didn't want to do techno or any kind of electronic EDM style music yeah. because they fe- feel like maybe it would be too similar to the Matrix or yeah. something. But um, Marilyn Manson is definitely not the avenue to go down. Um, yeah, they should go to the weekend, right? <laughs> just play just have a one long music video yeah one thing i do like about this movie though that they carried over into the second one was that he tells the story of a uh, one time i saw john wick kill a guy with a pencil mm-hmm. with a pencil and then they don't like go back to it in this movie but in the next movie they pay homage to it because he kills someone with a pencil yeah it's pretty sweet yeah uh and a little trivia um the security guard who lets him into the airport yeah. for uh to let Keanu Reeves uh, drive, I, what was it? I guess in Footloose, and they made a reference to it in the movie Hot Rod. Uh, punch dance your your rage away. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, in Footloose, uh, Kevin Bacon goes oh, to yeah, an yeah, abandoned yeah. warehouse, and he just dances his anger his out. His anger out, yeah. yes. Uh, it's very manly. Hot Rod did the same thing um, okay. in that movie. And but in here, John Wick drives his rage away. So he's, ah. he's doing donuts and getting really close to yeah, getting really close to some Rah. some shit that could ruin his car. Test the bricks, just doesn't he? Driving it around and <laughs> doing his thing. Uh, the security guard that lets him in the uh, airport um, was reading a book, and it's uh, Shabimu, Shabumu, Shabima, Bababa by Ron Whitaker. Um, and it's also that book is also about a retired master assassin that was dragged back into the game. And in the story, Vigo, the retired assassin, uh, or sorry, uh, Vigo tells about how uh, Wick killed three men with a pencil. Yeah, uh, which is shares in a scene book? in that book. Really? Um, hmm. So, I so mean, it's not original. Nothing they is original. S- Nothing right. is original they anymore. Stole it. They, they stole everyone, it. Everything is stolen. It's just how well can you hide hide the, the body? The theft? Yes. <laughs> how well can you hide the body? <laughs> Tarantino quote, right? built an I, I entire believe... career of stealing. <laughs> That's very true. It's, hey, he was inspired, yep. right? It's not theft. That's right. That's a great quote. Everything's everything's stolen. It's how well can you hide the body? Yep. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I believe, that, I believe George Washington said that. <laughs> Founding fathers. <laughs> yes. We love them. <clears throat> but yeah. That's John Wick 1, Jay. Yeah. Anything else to say about John Wick 1? No. I was, I was kind of let down by the second time I saw it. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Why? I mean, there's some scenes that I, I thought were pretty good. Uh, like the reloading scene. Okay. Um, Is it just because the, the sequels are better action-wise? I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was spoiled by the... The third one's really, the, really good. Yeah. The, 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 the second one, I think... Good. I'll be eager as we watch these because in my mind, I don't remember liking the second one better than the first one. The first one, um, the, the underground scene in the second one, where he has the shotgun and all those. Oh my god! Yeah, that scene is uh, um, unbelievable. Which I have a confusing. <clears throat> I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that one again because I, I misremember it a lot because mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I saw it on an airplane. Okay, and they heavily edit movies on an airplane. On an airplane. Um, because I was watching, it, I was like, "This is kind of tame compared to the first one." Yeah, no blood, there's no nothing. I'm like, "Yeah, this is kind of weird." And yeah, you saw the you saw the janky one. 
Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, this the <clears throat> editing in this is super shitty, and I'm like, well, that's a reason because was, they were cutting shit out. But uh, yep. But yeah, so uh, looking forward to watching the next ones and cool. uh, to see if my opinion has changed. But from what I remember, I didn't enjoy the second one as much as the first one. But we will see. You you will like it more. So upon repeat viewing, yes, I better. If not, it's your fault. Everything is Jay, and I'll play Killing Strangers as I. Oh, we're going to open the show. <laughs> I'm opening the podcast to that song from I'm, here on out. I'm going to shit on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, join us next time as we continue the witness. Wick, wiki? The, the witness. The witness. Yep. As we review John Wick with witness. <laughs> uh, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, with John Wick, chapter two. Uh, and also, wait. Yeah. Jeez, are you all right? Fuck, what? Stroke. Jay's having a stroke. Oh, it's late. Yeah. What is it, 8.30? Oh, my God. Um, But join us. In, uh, Yeah, I already said that. Jesus Christ. Listen, just... Calm down. All right, stop. Just take a deep breath. Stop. There you go. Goose Bravo. There it is. Let it out. Don't forget to comment on our episodes on our website, castwithnoname.com, where you can also write to our email or listen to past episodes. Um, but, yeah. Until next time, Matthew. Until next time, Jay. Thank you.